Half-Asleep episode of DWN Productions, THC Podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at BoyGob.com and the YouTube and the YouTube page, which is quickly losing numbers. Joe, a week was had? Yes. Hold on, I'm sharing this oh, thing. Sorry. Because we gotta like, you know, boost these views and stuff. If you must, if you must, but a week was had and uh another week may come. You never know. Joe, you never know. That's what they say, isn't it? That's right, Tom. A week was had, my friend. We went to as we talked about last week. The Houston Horror Film Fest, or as Tom likes to call it, the Houston Film Fest of Horrific. The Houston Horrific Festival of Fright Films. There you go. That's what he likes to call it. And, uh, yeah. So, new hotel, bigger event. And Friday, I was like, wait a minute. I'm not really selling anything. What's going on here? So I didn't think like, hey, man, I'm not going to make up for all that money I had to spend on taxes or whatever. But Saturday rolled around. We got drunk Friday evening, you know. Holy shit. We got so drunk I went into a homosexual vampire-themed nightclub. Tom did. had set up and did some dick dancing with other people's wives. Joe, Tom did some, I'd uh, just like to apologize to you. Went uh went to the golf club and relived his uh his high school or <laughs> high school years. You know, it was like a homecoming for Tom. You know, it's like, oh man, I'm a I spider man. When I was a gay young Houstonite, and he went <laughs> Houstonian. Yeah, Houstonian, whatever. You know, go Rockets. 
And uh, yeah, Tom was like, well, shit, I'm not wearing all black. This isn't right. But uh, but yeah, he did that. We did some drinking, but not quite as much drinking as we usually do. Because shit, you know, I did. Oh, well, yeah, Tom did. Tom did. <laughs> I was I up till four o'clock in the morning outside talking to Tony Scott about the convention. And we had a nice little talk and, you know. Tony Scott, the director of uh, the Houston Horrific Festival of Fright Films. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, shout out to those guys and their buddy, Troy. Like him and I don't really talk. We just kind of smile and nod at each other uncomfortably. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they should be commended because uh, Houston's known for uh, sucking dicks. Yeah, Houston and, has tried. Different people have come in and tried to put on a horror thing or whatever here and there, and they fail, and then they just give up. So there has never been any consistency to to what's been going on in Houston, which Houston's a big place. You know, it's got all kinds of shit. You'd think it'd be easy to draw people in there. But, uh, yeah, Tony Scott and Troy, of course, Troy – they did it, man. They they put it together. Uh, like I said, I was kind of worried Friday, but fuck Saturday. There's no time to worry because it was busy as shit. There was a lot of people flowing through that place. It was something else. Uh, didn't do as much drinking after that because I was a bit <laughs> tired, you know. Yep. Saturday, I was I was a bit wrecked. Not when I first woke up because I was still pretty fucking drunk. You see there, Joe. <laughs> but come around noon. One o'clock, oh boy, I was feeling it. And uh, this is the first time, well, I guess it wasn't because it's been out. So I guess I still haven't done that whole waking up and drinking something to get rid of the hangover, the (laughs) hair of the dog, as they say. Right, yes. So, shit. I guess I didn't try that this time. So It helps. It helps. (laughs) You know this. I don't. I've never done it. Well, it does. It helps. Uh, But the... The thing there is most people like, hey, I'm just going to have one to take the edge off. And then they keep going and then they're fucked up by, you know, noon or whatever. So, that you know, drink one, relax. You know, that that's what a Bloody Mary is for. I understand. Mm-hmm. You drink a Bloody Mary and then you chill for like four hours or whatever. And then you can get back to it. <laughs> well, you don't necessarily have to. You don't have to, but usually at a convention, it's something you do. And, uh, but after, after the festivities were over, we all went to, uh, Italian food because Tom saw an Italian food place. Hey, we got to eat there. It was in walking distance. It, and was. it was right there. It wasn't walking. There was also a Mexican empanada house. That's Puerto Rican. In walking distance. I'm sure there was Mexicans working in there. <laughs> There's no Puerto Ricans in Texas, Thomas. <laughs> There's not even any such thing. But anyway, you know, that that's just from some Isaac Asimov books or something. Uh, yeah, so we went there and uh, our buddy Craig from Paul Bear Press was there. And this is the first time I've ever seen Craig mad. Man, was he pissed. He was fucking super pissed that we couldn't get a second round of beers or waters at the table. Uh, why we couldn't get that, I don't know. The place didn't look too busy. Is, yeah. Oh, is that why he got up looking? Yeah. Shit? Oh, yeah. All right. 
Yeah. Uh, we had oh. some old man serving us. And, you know, it's just I got to tell Greg, you know, this guy's Italian. He didn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> you know, oh, you want a beer? Fuck you. You know, it's Peroni. that's just the culture, man. Uh, you know, and this is, a you know, a country, a land of many colors, as they say. So, you know, we're in their house. But, uh, yeah, the food was, you know, mediocre. You know, at best. Yeah, Tom likes to go to Italian places just so he I don't. can say, "Fuck, I could make this at home." No, no, that's Not why. I, <laughs> that's why I don't go to Italian places because I can make it at home. You picked this place, you fuck. I did. I know because it was right there. Yeah. So then we went back, had a beer or two, and that was it. We were all pretty I, much done. We I all fell out. Beer had mm. a couple sips and wasn't happening. I drank one beer and it's like 10:30. It's like I'm going to bed old man style. Yeah, they were having a a uh, 80s dance party that night and Yeah, it looked like it was going to be yeah. packed out, you know. I would have liked to have put, popped my head in there, but shit, I was done. Spent as some folks would say. Yeah, that that I don't know if I would have went to since I went to the homosexually themed vampire thing the night before i think i had my fill because until i saw the movie cruising that's what i thought a gay club would have looked like with all those fucking low lights and the dj up there playing questionable music well i'm sure they were expecting you like they were like (laughs) dude from last night i think twinkle toes tom is what they called him you know Where's that dude? If they were expecting me. They would have set the joint on fire and played some Esham or some shit. <laughs> so they definitely weren't. Yeah. But, you know, in all seriousness, thanks to everybody that came by the table and bought something. You, uh, you're the, Hey, you- and this fucking special shout out to the Chocoholics. The Chocoholics. Thank you for coming by, buying some shit from me, buying some shit from Tom. And it looks like they made the rounds and bought a lot of other stuff from the other vendors. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're there to have fun, but we also need to make a buck uh, to pay for our expenses and pay for our livelihoods. You know, this isn't uh, <laughs> to live, especially this isn't something we do just for fun or shits and giggles every time there's a show. This is our fucking life, man. This is, you know, how we pay our bills and stuff, you know, feed yeah. our dogs. This is how we feed our dogs, you fucks. No, a lot of people. All I uh, all I reply to their things is like, "Hey, thanks, I appreciate it." But I mean, what the fuck else can you say? Yeah. Like, I, if you really do, if you're thankful for that shit and you appreciate it, I mean, nothing else to say. And I do because yeah, without people buying shit, I don't fucking know what the fuck I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they definitely... probably through my butt. Yeah, you know, but you know. And... You know, you used to do that for fun, but now. <laughs> but with monkey pox and everything. Busy, but, you know, it's like a riding a bike. You know, you'll probably get back to it at some point. You'll just... Riding a bike without a seat. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Let yes. me ask you this, Joe. On the subject of bicycles, which we'll get to later. You ever fucking ride a bike and slam and hit your balls on that fucking pole? Have I done that? I don't know, man. I've taken a lot of spills on bikes, but I don't think I ever racked myself. It's no. not awesome. I bet. Not awesome. 
they used to put that little pad there on the BMX bikes. Yeah, but that looks like shit. Yeah, but like that's gonna fucking help. Maybe a little. The little, know? I mean, it's a yeah. nice foam. <laughs> Oh, so nice uh, urethane foam. So yeah, again, thank you, Houston Horror Film Fest folks, for uh, having us out there. And they will be doing their next event is a pop up in late October, and uh, I am pretty sure I'll be there. I don't know about Tom. Tom, you know, retired. You don't like from to go anywhere. anywhere. He's retired. I don't, America. dude. Like fucking. I don't go any, but we'll kind of get to that later when I talk. But maybe he'll come and hang out with me or something. I don't know. know, It's not too far away from him, but, you know, Tom gets in these moods, you know. No, uh, like we discussed on episode 273, I got married on how it is. We talked about lamb. I got married on Halloween, so that's the weekend, so I'm not sure what's going to be going on that's true y'all might go to louisiana no definitely (laughs) no i don't think Lori wants to go either might go on a fishing trip or something Mm -mm. not (laughs) at all not at all uh i forgot the fuck might go visit the mosques of houston you know just like on a mosque tour definitely not to each their own but no that fucking i walk up the steps and all I'll see is fucking all like j- <laughs> I like Allah CP, this new Muslim insane clown posse cover band. It's good. They throw out fucking halal gyro meat to the crowd instead of Fago. Nice. Good. Yeah. I'd go see him, but again. They wouldn't. They wouldn't want me there. I would assume. Probably not. Tom. Because of the color of my skin, you see. Your infidel ways. <laughs> hey, but that's all right. You know why? Because the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Mm. You like movies and shit? I've been known to watch a movie or two, Tom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any times three or just two's the limit. Well, maybe just three. Yeah, you don't want to so, get crazy. Why don't you tell me about some movies? No, I'm that drinking you this water. Yeah, I'm drinking this water. Ah, crisp. I watched a movie called Cyst. I've seen a lot of people posting about this movie recently, so I said, "All right, let me get on this movie, Cyst, baby," and I did. Uh, it's another one of these where I think if. You're a mystery science theater fan. You like movies like Wolf Cop or Velocipaster. You might like this one. I can appreciate them, you know, having the low budget, doing what they want to do. But there was some cool gore there. I didn't think the monster looked the best, but at least they had a practical monster. But there was some good gore in there. But I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it, dog. It's about, uh, so there's a television show I'm sure you heard of called Dr. Pimple Popper. And from that, I learned that you would go to a dermatologist to have cysts removed. I don't know what the fuck 
Uh, it just didn't seem like a dermatologist's office. This seemed like some kind of little back alley abortion clinic or something, but it definitely didn't seem like a dermatologist's office. But uh, the doctor there, he's making like a cyst removal machine. I don't know. Uh, he's trying to get a patent for it. It's it's really nothing. He's trying to get a patent for a machine. He thinks of like genetically altering fucking cysts to make them bigger so they can say, oh, look, I got rid of this giant one. And then a fucking corned beef hash looking monster crawls out of the fucking things back. And it's whatever. I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of people posting about it. And uh, like saying, oh, I got my copy, blah, blah. But I didn't see too many people actually talking about the movie. So, Is this, this a 2022 movie? Yeah, I think it just came out. All right. Do you like corned beef hash? I do. I think that was one of my favorite canned foods. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a good canned meat for sure. It is, and it has potatoes in there. Mm -hmm. At least I hope those are potatoes and not just cubed fucking congealed White fat. fucking weird shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you're a mystery science theater person, I already told you, don't listen or watch this fucking shit. So uh, I don't think this movie's for anybody watching this, hopefully. But if you are a mystery science theater person, fuck out. Thank you. What you watch there, Joe? So, nice. Tom, I watched a movie called Padak. And that's what? How you say it in Japanese. Padak. Padak. How do you spell that? Padak. Uh, P A D A K. But it's also known as Swimming to Sea. Oh, yes. I remember this one. Now, I don't think Padak translates to Swimming to Sea. I think <laughs> Padak is just the name of the fish that is the uh, main character of this animated film, Tom. This is an anime, which just means cartoon. In Japan, so why people? Uh, are it's actually anime. pronounced anime. Anime, anime. Uh, so people that say, "Oh yes, I'm really into anime," um, that means fucking cartoon, you dumbass. So you're into cartoons. You're into okay, that's cool. You know, cartoons are cool, but oh, you're just specifically into Japanese anime. Um, <laughs> all right, well, this one is an anime, and oh, it is about. Anima. It's about an animal. It's about a fish. And this fish is scooped up from the sea, Tom, and thrown into a big fish truck. I guess they what have What the fuck is a sea, Tom? And they take these fish to a restaurant in Japan, and they just have, like, tanks, like fish tanks out in front. They have the fish in there, and, like, you can go by there and, like, hey, I want to eat that fish right there. I want to eat that flounder. And they'll take it out and cut it up serve it to you either cooked or raw you know the way they do it in japan and uh that's what it's about this fish is in this tank and the fish wants to escape he wants to get back to the sea and this this restaurant's real close to to the docks you know so he can probably just you know flip 
you know, flounder and, you know, get his way over there. But, uh, but it's a Japanese movie, Tom, so things don't go quite that well. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people pissing on each other. Uh, I mean, like, there's all these other fish, and there's, like, a pecking order in the tank. There's this flounder that, like, like, uh, hey, everybody play dead when somebody comes up. You know, it's like, they're not going to want to eat a dead fish. And, you know, this is just our life. We're just waiting to die, waiting to die. But, but Doc starts to inspire this other fish. Like, no, we don't have to die. You know, we can, we can escape. We can escape. But that other fish gets killed. Then eventually, Padak gets fucking chopped up and eaten, too. And, like, the guy that's eating him, like, sticks a cigarette in his dead fucking mouth and everything. So it's not very a happy tale, you know? It's like, you think Padak's going to escape? No, fucking Padak's just there, like, you know, body desecrated. And the flounder, who's an asshole to everybody, he escapes. He jumps out of the fucking tank and makes it to the sea. Fucking weird. You know, it's not Disney shit to where Nemo, hey, Nemo's going to find his girlfriend or whatever that movie was about. Um, this is some weird fucking like, well, fuck, that sucked. You know, I mean, the movie didn't suck, but just like the the resolution sucked because you're kind of rooting for Padak you know, in this anima to get out of it. <laughs> and, and Doc doesn't. Fucking dead with a fucking cigarette stuck in his mouth and eat, being eaten by some asshole. So when you say with a cigarette stuck in his mouth, did they, like, just put a cigarette in his mouth? Like, oh, 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 oh look at this. Or did he, yeah. like, put one out in yeah, his mouth? because you know how they in Japan they serve the whole fish, right? With the yeah. head and all? So the guy's just like sticking a cigarette there and the cigarette falls and then he sticks it back up. You know, it's like like all this indignity that Padak has, you know, it's just like it's not enough that they're eating him, but they're fucking desecrating, you know, his spirit. You know, he's not going to make it to Anima Heaven or whatever. <laughs> strange, strange movie. Worth a watch, though. Yeah, I would. I, uh, you know, I seen you post about this. And you know I'm a big Anima fan. So, you are. Uh, I watched the trailer, and this was some ugly, ugly, ugly-looking fucking animation. And uh, I did not, I did not watch it because this was this looked very, very bad, like fucking reboot bad. The fucking cell shading and shit. It made me want to puke, Joe. So parts of it did, and then parts of it, you know, it was like a computer generated uh so like the most of the movie doesn't look good but then there's some parts that they go into song like it's disney like they start singing some song like hey i'm gonna get out of here or whatever the fuck no what it sound like when they sang it though i i, I don't know tom i don't yeah, know you do yeah I you do fun of our our asian listeners you're not making fun you're just you singing know. a song we want to we want to be very inclusive go name more and uh it uh, it changes their their style when they do the songs. So some of that is kind of like the animation in Pink Floyd, uh, the Wall movie, and the, it's just it's weird. It's weird. I know one of the songs was really catchy, but How'd I that one go. I don't know Japanese, Tom. King Kong went to Hong Kong and played ping pong. Okay. 
So what would you watch this on? Crunchyroll? Freebie. Ah, that's IMDb TV, you know. Formerly IMDb TV, but now mm. it's Freebie. So you can watch it with commercials. Same commercials over, over and, and over. over, and over. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. What do we do? Memorial Valley Massacre, also known as Memorial Day, Joe. This is, I think, a late 80s, early 90s slasher. You do love those holiday movies. This is what they had left. <laughs> this is It's such a shitty holiday that they changed the title of the movie. They're just like, no, this isn't going to sell shit. They're going to think it's some kind of fucking war movie or some shit (laughs) when it's really just a fucking caveman killing campers. So uh, some guy, I think it was a Sir Cameron Mitchell, plays a dude who's opening a, a camping resort. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but where they have the cabins and then they a campground. That's what it's called, Tom. It's called a fucking campground. Ranger Smith used to fucking operate one. <laughs> so in this one, Ranger Smith tries to get Yogi to steal picnic baskets. Uh, slasher movie, dudes. Uh, man, I can't think. I got to go right back to bed. It's a fucking slasher movie, Joe. The killer's a fucking caveman. He was kidnapped as a young boy and uh, got away or some shit, I guess. And he's been living in the woods ever since. And his dad, who we don't know, it's his dad, you see. Because I don't know how to speak and say stuff in sequential order or talk about anything. If you want a weird fucking movie... A slasher movie in particular with not the best kills, but weird ones where the slasher is a fucking caveman with those stupid fucking Bubba teeth that you'd get at novelty stores (laughs) and uh, watch it, I guess. It was okay. I'll never watch it the fuck again, but uh, maybe you will. Is this one you ordered? No, this is not one that I ordered. I for, I think I seen this one in the theater. I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. It's just... Uh, I don't know, Joe. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. Like I told you right before we started fucking doing this. Uh, I was sleeping and then I woke up to record. So, sorry everybody. I'll do better next week. That's what he said last week when he was on cocaine. Um, continuing my aquatic theme, Tom. Yes. I watched, the bots is back. Uh, I watched the Bermuda Triangle. And this is uh, another of the Ray Cordon, Rene Cordona. <laughs> Mr. Rene. Box set from uh, old pissed leg vinegar syndrome. Um <laughs> This one is about a family that uh, that the dad, and he's fucking old. He's played by, fuck, I don't even remember, John Carradine or, I don't know, fucking John Ford. Who knows? Some really old dude Shaver. that's in a lot of fucking movies that nobody gives a shit about. 
And uh, like they would hire him to add some class to a movie that had no class. Um, so they're going because he's looking for Atlantis. But they're going into the Bermuda Triangle, Tom. And the mm. movie starts out with an old timey ship and a little girl on that ship. That goes beautiful triangle, and like there's a storm and shit. She's holding a doll, and then we just see the doll floating in the water. Well, this ship in modern day, they see something out at sea, like, hey, what's that out there? They bring it in. It's a doll, Tom. It's a doll, a haunted Bermuda Triangle doll. But anyway, they're looking for it. Can I ask you a question about this doll? Yeah. So you say it was haunted? Mm-hmm. Was the doll's Ned and haunted? Ned and haunted. I don't know what that means. Okay. But you fucked up the rhythm. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, so they're going down. They dive and look for Atlantis. And then they just there's footage of somebody just harpooning sharks. They kill three sharks for no fucking reason. They're you know, just swim up to them with a harpoon gun and just shoot a shark in the side of the fucking no reason. They don't even fuck like bring it up to the to the ship to eat it or anything. They're just killing sharks indiscriminately. But anyway, a bunch of bad shit starts to happen on this ship, and they they're lost. They can't contact anybody because they're lost in the Bermuda Triangle. You see, and uh, everybody starts to die one by one by one, and after another, and uh, it's not that great. It's not. Well, it's not good. It's not a good movie, but it's funny because it's one of these movies where they dub everybody. This was an Italian and Mexican, uh, I don't know, production. You know, they're working together. Collab. Collab. They're doing a collab. And uh, $75 for a hook. So they, they do dubbing on the kids. And that's always funny as shit because it's an adult trying to sound like a kid. Baby, this is my doll now, Mama. I, this doll is my friend, Mama. Every fucking <laughs> every movie severin has it as a kid. <laughs> I dubbed the kid, but this is not Severin. This is your syndrome. It sounds uh, like the kid from Burial Ground that's really a midget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not good, but worth a watch, I guess. I don't know. Fuck it. I watch trash like this all the time, so I'm glad I watched it. I'll probably never watch it again. I think I'd seen it when I was a kid, and it didn't stay in my memory, but maybe a few scenes or like a vibe. Hey, I think I've seen this. But uh, hopefully I forget it again. You know, that, that's the only way I'll watch it. Maybe ten years from now or so. I don't know. Give it a give it a year or so for it to go out of print, and then yeah. you can put it online and get fucking four thousand dollars. There was some special features, you know. They're talking with Rene Cardona. I didn't watch any of that shit. You know, this movie wasn't good enough to like. Hey, let me see what old Rene Cardona has to say. Man. <laughs> That's what happens when you're drunk on the internet and these people have sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get something that might be mildly interesting. Ah, da, 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 da. So, Joe, finally, 
a theater close-ish. Close-ish. Close, close-ish-ish. Close-ish. Finally got off. Marcel the shell with shoes on. As you remember, when I was up by you about a month ago, I was seeing if any theaters by you had it. But luckily, one 50 minutes away had it. So I I trekked out about an hour this morning to go. So you did take today off? No. After that, I went in the shop. I dremeled some stuff down. And what I do? I pack some orders up. And did that kind of stuff. But yeah, I definitely did not take the day off. But uh, yeah, I've been wanting to see this movie for a while. Didn't know really much about it, except that the Chiotos did the stop motion. So I said, all right, I'm in. I loved Critters. <laughs> he did love Critters, y'all. Yeah. So I didn't know too much about this going in, except it was like a mockumentary, and uh, it was about a little little shell with shoes on. So this dude, uh, it takes place in an Airbnb. The guy who's renting it uh, recently broke up with his wife or his girlfriend or something, so he's living in the Airbnb, which I guess might make sense. If they do long-term shit like that. But anyways, he stumbles upon a little shell and uh, two, I guess. The main character, Marcel, and uh, his grandma, Menegat. See, one of my main problems with this fucking movie is, Joe, is that they're seashells. When, if they're going to name them fucking WAP names, they probably should have been shell noodles. You know what I'm saying? Because we'll get to that at the end of the movie where it's not that they didn't necessarily have to be shells but uh so marcel's there with his grandma there used to be like a whole family a whole community if you will and uh is that what uh grandma is in italian menegat no man or manicotti as you would call her, and yeah, or as they say in the movie, is a uh, tube noodle stuffed with regat cheese. You see, Joe. Okay. But yeah, she has a little WAP accent she has going on. I think it was Isabella Rosalini, but I could be mistaken. But uh, so there She's used small to- potatoes. garlic potatoes as you see <laughs> so uh, there used to be a whole bunch of people there but the couple uh who lived there before got into a fight and when they'd get into a fight like everybody would do like a shelter good to get to the storm um, speak get to the storm cellar what would be the sock drawer so they would all go there, and the guy was like, oh, this is the last time. So he just went through his drawers, dumped everything in a suitcase, and took the fuck off. And then she moved out, and then whoever is doing the house turned it into an Airbnb, whatever. So this guy discovers the shells and starts making a documentary about uh, 
like what's going on and everything and uh helps him try to find his family aka his community <clears throat> and at the end he does and the community is like uh all different kinds of little inanimate objects it's both and but there's a couple shells was actually his mom and dad and his brother and aunt and shit but then there's like fucking cheetos and pretzels and shit and that shit i was just like because in the movie they're eating like peanuts and raisins and shit and uh there's actually like peanut characters at the end so it's kind of they should have had some more uh I'm trying to think of the word Con continuity maybe i don't know it shouldn't have been all these different things it probably just should have been like a family of fucking shells and not like a fucking paperclip guy and fucking a little ghost statue or some shit but uh i guess the thing was kind of just like oh you know uh find find your community you know that's a thing that people like to say now for togetherness and stuff so i mean that was all well and good but you know there's a middle part of this movie where the grandma shell cracks her head open and slowly gets sick and dies so the whole time i was just like oh jesus christ i don't want to see and then shit would happen dude I probably fucking had tears coming down my cheeks about three, four times during this fucking movie. Uh, some of this shit, I don't know if... It was awesome for me to sit through and see this kind of shit right now, but I didn't. I was just like, oh, fucking hell. And then they like, fucking, he was all alone having to bury his fucking grandma and shit. It was... It is a heart heart tugging movie, Joe, but uh it's uh might be a little too cutesy. Like the animation and stuff was cool and how they put it into the settings because it's a mockumentary. There was like some shaky cam stuff, you know, usually for fucking stop motion the camera's locked down and shit. So watching all that and stuff, but oh boy does this movie get fucking sad. Hmm. Uh so far movie of the year it's good but uh not a whole hell of a lot has come out this year that has been good so that might have something to do with it because the fucking movie is very basic and uh the good thing is it's an hour and a half so you're fucking in and out but you might you might be fucking depressed I just don't like how it wraps up like his grandma dies and oh then he finds his own community and everybody lives happily ever after which mm, I don't know if that's how it goes your fucking loved one who you spent all this time with where it was just you and them and then uh oh yeah you just go hang out with fucking Cheetos and pretzels and shit just find your community of like-minded ah okay that doesn't like that might help, but that's not gonna take the place of that person you just put in the fucking ground. Like I kind of get what they're saying, you know. You gotta go on, you gotta live life and find people and shit like that. But that ain't gonna. Well, I think know. though, like, and that's the difference between something like this and something like Badak. Uh, 
that like uh, I think anything that's animated here or, you know, stop motion or something that's cutesy, they feel that it has to end on a happy note, whether that note is plausible or not. You know, it's like, which that other one just ended on a, such a sour note that it's like, what the fuck? You know, so I don't know. Where's the balance between the two? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's worth the watch. I, You might like it. It's an A24 joint. I tend to uh, like the more non-horror stuff that they put out. Like, this was definitely better. Well, I mean, this is probably my favorite one that they put out. But uh, I would say uh, this is better. Well, yeah, just better than any of the horror movies that I saw. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was filmmaking. It wasn't just guy gets stabbed in the dick and falls over. So it was good. I would say check it out when it comes to... uh, streaming or home video but for you i'm not sure maybe 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 well tom continuing on my aquatic theme that i was going on i like said well you know what tom watches a24 movies so i watched tusk i'd never seen and you're a big Kevin Smith fan. A lot of our listeners are big Kevin Smith fans. And uh, I liked Kevin Smith when he was big. So, like in the <laughs> big fat guy. So, a lot of people have been saying, oh, yeah, this is Kevin Smith doing horror. This is Kevin Smith making a horror movie. This is not a horror movie. <laughs> this is a uh, maybe has like a horror theme to it, but it's trying to be silly it's trying to be a comedy movie uh it's about a piece of shit podcaster that is going to interview some guy that cut his leg off and real shittily on a really fucking lousy looking uh cgi leg cutting off scene <laughs> and uh so he does that and he goes off to canada to interview this guy this guy died before he gets there and so he sees some flyer. Hey, you know, come and talk to me. I got all kinds of stories. I've lived this interesting life. You can live in my house. You just have to, you know, be clean and like listen to my stories. So he says, fuck it. I'll go do this for the podcast. While he's gone, his girlfriend is fucking Haley Joel Osment, who looks like a fucking, uh, this is the kid from Square Headed Fuck. From uh, a bunch Sixth of movies. Sense. Yeah, The Sixth Sense. It's that kid from Sixth Sense. He grew up to be like a plush man. <laughs> like the Pillsbury Dough Man with a fucking stupid beard. He's the weirdest looking individual. He's an odd looking fuck. Yeah. And so he they grew up to look unfortunate. They have us believing that this other podcaster's hot girlfriend is messing around with Haley Joel Osment in this thing. But but whatever, you know, he goes to the house and it's a uh, what's his name? Park. Michael, Michael Park. Parks. OK, who's uh, who's a good actor. Nobody else in this movie is a good actor. Michael, I, mean, Park. I wouldn't say he's acting well in this movie. 
but he's doing what he can with the script, you know, and he's like, you know, just living it up, whatever. He tells this dude a couple of stories and then he drugs him. And because his thing is, is he wants to make him into a walrus because he was friends with a walrus one time when he was <laughs> lost at sea. It's like castaway, but throw the volleyball away for a walrus he used to have right. sex with. So he cuts his legs off and puts him in a walrus suit and kind of wants to train him, break him so he can be a walrus so he can fight him, not be his friend, so he can fight him walrus style. And uh, the boyfriend <laughs> and whatever, they're looking for him. They meet a detective that's played by Johnny Depp. And this is more forced comedy. This is like bullshit. This is like some of the worst shit. Johnny Depp, you should be ashamed of yourself. No wonder Amber Heard kicked your ass because she probably saw this movie and said, man, you fucking suck. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, like maybe this could have been good. Maybe, but it's not. It, it's really fucking not. And it's just like, like people will give Kevin Smith money to make anything, I guess, and they're going to fucking love it and say it's great. And it's not. It sucks. You know? Fuck you, dude. Go make another Clerks movie that I'm not going to watch or another fucking Mallrats that I'm not going to watch. And Clerks 3 is coming out this yeah, year, Joe. You retread an old ground, you fucking wasted fuck. I'm. <laughs> I liked clerks. I liked mall rats, you know, but after that, it's just, man, you're not, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything of merit. I know you have uh, that crowd that follows you, that comic book loving crowd and that star Wars loving crowd. Cause you make references to that shit in all your stuff, but I don't know. I don't think it does anything for anybody outside that crowd. And, uh, yeah, I, I did not did not care for this, Tom. Yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, I mean, Red State was the first one that he made that I was just like, ah, what, what? Like, I didn't like Chasing Amy, but uh, it was still more or less his kind of thing, what he did. And then he ventured off of that and it didn't work. I don't think anything that he did outside of the uh, View Askew universe or whatever it's called really worked. Uh, Tusk was bad. Yoga Hosers is really bad. And then, uh, you know, that Jay and Silent Bob remake is. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Really, you know, so really like, bad. I lost interest and don't want to watch any of that shit. Like Yoga Hosers, just the title. Like I don't want to. You watch should it. give that one a watch because it's set in the same universe as this. So mm. you're gonna have to watch it now, Joe. Jersey Girl didn't watch it. Uh, yeah, that one I forgot. He made that one before fucking yeah. So mm -hmm. that Zach and Perry make a porno. Didn't watch it. Yeah, that one's not the best. That one's definitely not the best. Uh so I think he wanted to to make a. Make a living. Like Marvel movies, I think is what he wanted to do. But then, you know, he like got all fucking like sickly looking. And, uh, <laughs> and Disney, they want a fat guy there so they can be inclusive. You know, so John Favreau, he got that shit. Sorry, We guy. got enough skinny bitches in here already. Yeah. We need a big fat guy that cries. Let's call Don't up. Don't cry, that. you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just seen this big fat guy on a podcast crying over a shell. Let's call him and see if he'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I would not recommend, but uh, most people I think listen to this might have seen it already. I'm just late to the game, thankfully. I wish I'd have never gone to the game. Yeah, uh, I like Michael Parks, but he was pretty terrible in this. Uh, what's his nuts? He's good in some shit, but uh, it wasn't really. He has like a really fucking distracting mustache in this shit too, right? Yeah. Whatever yeah. his fucking name is, the guy from fucking uh, what the fuck has he been for? He's in Zach and Mary make a porno. Keepers creepers. Yeah, that's. But I didn't want to, you know. Yeah. Mention. That didn't want to bring too. up bad memories for him if he's. <laughs> I mean that's I wouldn't how I wouldn't doubt it. That's yeah. gross. That shit sucks and fuck that dude. Yeah. I'm going to give him a little rose tattoo, Joseph. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Fucking gross. Yeah. That's all I watched, huh? Or maybe it isn't. Joe, I always feel like Somebody's watching me. Predators, Tom. And this is what, the third, fourth, fifth, if we're including the the Alien versus Predators movie. Uh, Yeah. So this one is uh, produced by the Troublemaker Studio and directed by some guy named Nimrod. Nimrod Antel. Yeah, is he the guy that made the Cube movies? The first I'm not one? sure. I think he might be. Um, so we have Adrian Brody, the, the penis. Adrian Brody the, the talking Academy. like Batman. He won an Academy Award, I think, for the penis, or maybe <laughs> Roman Polanski won it. Uh, one of the two. Uh, but that he, movie where he fucked an animal. Yes, yes. Splice. Did Nimrod Atal direct that movie? (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, he's, you know, fucking falling through the air. And he wakes up and, like, does his parachute. And there's other people that are falling through the air. And they wake up and they do their parachute thing. Not all of them. No, not all of them. One didn't make it. But they all congregate together. And they're all, like, they're all bad people, Tom. They're all killers. (laughs) Killers. With a Z. Yeah. Predators. Why are they on this planet? What what happened? Where are they? Are they just in the jungle in Southeast Asia or something? I don't know, Tom. What's going on here? Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah, take it over, man. Because <laughs> I've been doing so well with everything else so yeah. far. I get it. Fucking up, I'll take over again. So, um... so after that, what happens is... <laughs> We learned that they're fucking being hunted by predators. Three predator buddies have gotten together on a hunting trip, and they brought their dogs and everything, their little predator dogs. And uh, what they do is they abduct killers from all over the universe and drop them here so they can hunt them down. And, you know, you got a badass from, like, Chechnya or something. You got somebody from Japan who's really anonymous. And uh, <laughs> uh, a cartel guy 
played by somebody who looks just like Danny Trejo. Uh, you got some chick that's a sniper. You know, you got all these, you know, badass guys, except for one that's just a doctor. What's he there for? We don't know. We do. It's real obvious that he's going to be a killers and he's going <laughs> to like, fuck somebody over. And he does at the end. But anyway, it's from there. It uh, it's kind of like the first movie and that they're being hunted down one by one. But we're, we th- we get thrown some other shit, Tom, because when they find the predators camp, there's a predator tied up there. Like, what the fuck's going on there? Turns out the predators are just like humans. They hate each other. You know, it's like, hey, that's like the, I don't know, that's like the Muslim predators over there. And we don't like them. So, you know, we're at war with them all the time. We're going to fight with them. And uh, after most everybody's killed Adrian Brody from the penis, he goes and cuts down (laughs) that predator so that predator can help them. And he can escape on the predator ship. And, uh... Yeah, it's just a lot of suspense like that. They find Lawrence Fishburne hiding out in an old ship, but these predators could never find him because I guess they're not that fucking good. Um, I like it. (laughs) I like this movie. I think it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it. I saw it in theaters. Mm -hmm. This was supposed to be the original sequel to uh predator without the s and uh arnold schwarzenegger was supposed to come back uh it was written by robert rodriguez he needed money before he started shooting desperado so he got uh he was looking for writing jobs and predator 2 came up so he got with arnold he said we got to do it back to the jungle oh no this was supposed to come out after predator 2 sorry Okay, so they were going to bring Arnold back, and he said, we got to go back to the jungle, no more of this fucking city stuff. And then uh, he wrote the script for Arnold, and then I guess he Arnold went and took another job and just said, bye. So that just sat on a shelf until they made this movie, and then uh, Arnold's character was broken into like three or four different characters. Like, one of the parts in this movie kind of sucks is when that lady's explaining, like, oh, there was this guy who caught a predator. Like, she knows what the fuck's going on. Like, that was supposed to be Arnold telling the story. Like, oh, yeah, I know what these are. Da-da-da-da-da-da. So maybe a little bit. One more rewrite could have tightened a little bit. But it's just, like, little stuff like that that I don't like, like at the end, how Adrian Brody knew what to do to fight the predator and kill him and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's supposed to be a sequel, but there's a couple things in there. That's like, Oh, this is more kind of a remake, but, and then that predator who is a prisoner at the other predator camp, that's supposed to be the predator from the first movie, I guess. And uh, this is probably the coolest looking and best looking Predator that we fucking seen. Uh, I think it looks better than the Predator in the first movie just because like techniques and everything has advanced and they were able to paint it better and do all that kind of shit. But uh, yeah, I thought that looked pretty cool. But the dog stuff is kind of Topher Grace. Remember, they kept trying to put him in movies and 
Yeah. Make that shit work. And didn't really work until Black Klansman. So keep on trying, kids. And one day you will be in a Spike Lee movie. But yeah, it, it was good. It's not great. Uh, I'm just thankful that this really hasn't been a fucking terrible, awful, completely shitty series to trudge through. Like uh, a lot of the other ones that we've been doing. So far, definitely leaps and bounds above the fucking Chainsaw movies. That's for yeah. sure, because some of those were very fucking hard to watch. But, yeah, uh, this was pretty good. Not great. I would say probably my second favorite one. But it's not bad, right? Number two is all right, but you're not yeah. number one, you fuck. I dig it. I would, I would put it in that same ranking as number two. Yeah. Um, uh, so like I finished the Predator Omnibus from Dark Horse and the Predator comics, they're pretty fucking good. You know, they're they're not great, but they're they're definitely not bad. You know, they stick pretty much to formula on a lot of the stories. And I guess what else do you want from a Predator, you know, story? I mean, there's only so much you can do without diverting from from the canon. So, yeah, I would recommend those comics i'll read more of them because i know i have them in a box somewhere as i find them but uh but yeah would recommend predator comics buy them all hundreds of dollars gotta catch them all well next week we got the predator joe the predator and this is a more recent release in the last few years and I reviewed this one on the show already, Joe. You did. Not good. So can't wait <laughs> okay. to rewatch this fucking piece of shit. But at least this movie, they brought it back to them having fucking badasses in it. And Adrian Brody talking like this. Sorry. Just so couldn't. it's Danny Trejo and Danny Glover? <laughs> yes. In badasses and badasses too. That's the third one. <laughs> so yeah, tune in next week where uh fuck. At least Shane back Black's back, right? Yeah. That's what everybody wanted. All right. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Walton Goggins, that's who else was in this movie. Yes. That's your boy. Yeah. So Tom. Joseph. Amazing Spider-Mans. We're in mourning. Last issue. You know, two issues ago, Gwen Stacy died. Last issue, Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, died. But hey, wait a minute. Somebody's taken his body, laid it out, and taken off that... uh, goblin costume and put him in some regular clothes who did that we don't know yet mm-hmm. but our old friend j jonah jerklin is convinced that it can only been one person spider-man's he's pissed he's pissed the cops aren't doing anything so what he needs to do is hire himself a vigilante a hero maybe but a hero for hire Luke Cage. Luke Cage. He hires Luke Cage. Luke Cage, it's even though it's his day off, he takes that money. <laughs> he takes that money. He needed the money. 
and it's a slugfest between the two of them, you know, and it's kind of like evenly matched, and then Spider-Man's goes home. Hey, Harry Osborn's back. He's sitting on the couch. He ain't talking to Peter. He's fucking pissed. So Peter's like, fuck you then. I'm out of here. I'm going to the dance with Mary Jane at the college. And who busts into that shit? Luke Cage, hero for hire. And they fight some more. They fight some more. And then Spider-Man's like webs him up. Hey, let's talk a little bit, man. Let me tell you what's been going on with me. We don't, we're not privy to that conversation, but it was enough to piss Luke Cage off. He goes to the Daily Bugle, makes J. Jonah Jerkland blow him. <laughs> that J. Jonah Jerkland gave him into his mouth so he can wipe that cum off all his face and everything. Really strange ending. It doesn't show this, but it is heavily implied in those last pages. <laughs> I don't know if Tom feels the same way, but I'm thinking we're three for three here. This is a this is another good issue. Now, you know, not great, but it's good. You know, it's good enough. <laughs> Tom, any thoughts on this issue? Oh shit! I thought it was whatever. I think we're back to the status quo. I mean, Mary Jane couldn't even wait till she the fucking dirt was on her until she was trying to suck fucking pee-pee's pee-pee. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a whore. Whores <laughs> do. That's what whores do. They be whore and uh... mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in their nature, man. Uh, yeah, and I think this is the last issue that, that Gil Kane does the art for. I think uh, Ross Andrew takes over after this, and Ross Andrew fucking sucks. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I appreciated they finally brought another black character into the uh, into the world of Spider Man. That was nice. <laughs> now fucking Robertson is someone to talk to. <laughs> oh yeah it was it was whatever i'm not a big luke cage guy so i mean i thought i thought it was cute when he had sex with that white girl in the ass but that's about my extent of luke cage stuff you know you know you got a great long-lasting character when the main thing people know is him fucking jessica jones in the ass Uh, i mean he was a lot more before that tom That's what the main thing people know. Now. Now, yes. So. But before that, he had that headband. Yeah, the Princess Tiara. Yeah. He used to be America's Rose, you see, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't drive in tunnels with Pavarazzi kids. Hey, speaking of driving. You like driving, do you? I've been known to like a list or two. <laughs> oh, great. I thought this one was going to be a little bit better than it turned out being, but I'll let them be the judge of that. Yeah. So, Tom said our top 10 favorite vehicles from. Vehicle, yes. 
yeah, fictional vehicles or whatever the fuck, you know, from TV, cartoons, what have you. So my honorable mentions for this. So I've got Johnny Cab from Total Recall. He's a cab, you know, but he's like a robot cab. Did he say anything in the movie? He sure did, Tom. Uh, then I have the Grand Torino that Starsky and Hutch used to drive. I thought that was a badass car. It was orange and had a fucking painting of a spatula on the side of it. Good looking car. Then I have Sophia, which is one of the tanks you can get in in the game Blaster Master, which is a real fucking hard game. <laughs> That game pissed me off so much, so many times. Man, what a fuck. Then I have the Phantom Cruiser, which is Space Ghost's spaceship. And finally, that's, yeah, five. Uh, I have <laughs> Blaine the Mono, which is an insane train that our main characters get into in, I think, book three. Of the Dark Tower series from Stephen King. Blaine makes them ask him riddles. And then he asks them riddles. Yeah. Those and are my those. mentions. <laughs> Great list, Joe. Thanks, Tom. I have the Cuda from Phantasm. Since it's a real car, you're not making the list. And then I have Christine from Christine. Since you're a real cow, you're not making the list. And then I have the Technodrome from the Ninja Turtles. It has a giant eye on the top. And then I have Iceman's Ice Coaster. You know, you can just go and ride around everything and wait for that shit to melt and fall on people and probably kill them and do a lot of property damage. But that's why you got damage control. And then I have your favorite, your number one, spoiler alert. It's the Millennium Falcon. A dog knew how to drive that spaceship, Joe. <laughs> A dog. And those are my honorable mentions. At number 10, Tom, I have Brainiac's ship. And it's just his head. It's like a big version of his head. This vain motherfucker made his ship look like his head. That's the uh, DC guy? DC guy. Back yeah. when he was a robot. <laughs> well, my number 10 is the turtle van. Turtles knew how to drive it, Joe. Turtles. At number nine, I have the Highwayman from Fallout 2. This is one of the only cars, I think, in any of the Fallout games you could drive. Of course, you had to find all the fucking parts to it, put it together and shit. And, uh, shit, did I ever finish Fallout 2? No, because there's so many side things you can do. This game goes on fucking forever. But it's mm. awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Never got better than Fallout 2. Uh, number nine. Yes, I I have speeder bikes. You know what a speeder bike is, Joe? I don't. Wait, 
Yes, it's a Star Wars thing, right? It is. Okay. I do. Little bears knew how to drive them. <laughs> At number eight, I have Frankenstein's Corvette from Death Race 2000. Running people down. Yeah. Some good shit. Good shit. Frankenstein just wanted to kill the president. A WAP knew how to drive. Oh, no, that was David Carradine, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. A WAP was driving the other. A pervert knew how to drive it. There you go. Don't hang yourself now. <laughs> Number eight, I have Lobo Space Hog. You see, it's like the speeder bike, but Lobo drives it. Or a dolphin. Yeah. Or a bulldog. That is a little sidecar for him. Oh, okay. At number seven, I have Blue Beetle's Bug. He's got a big cockroach, you know, fucking thing that flies around. Oh, no, it's a beetle. And he flies <laughs> around throughout the city, and it's blue. You had more of a teal. Yeah, maybe. Number seven, I have Goblin Gliders. I'm sure I'm too fat and I'd never be able to ride one. I'd be hanging upside down and crashing into buildings and shit, but it looks like it could be fun. Especially if you had a purse full of pumpkin bombs. <laughs> All tied to a string and put up your ass. Because <laughs> it's festive. For the season. Yeah. <laughs> Pumpkin spice. At number six, I have Sweet Tooth. This is an ice cream truck <laughs> driven by a clown named Needles. Needles Cane. Most people think the clown's name is Sweet Tooth, you see. Because they're fucking dumb and didn't read the bio <laughs> popped up. Or the Bible. Right. It's a pretty the, good book. The Twisted Metal Bible. Yeah. It's a little pamphlet they made to let people know what to do when they made the game, you see. It's mm -hmm. the rules to stick by. And it's in French, too, in the back. Oui, oui. Number six, I have Jack-O-Lantern's broom. He rides around. On a rocket-powered broom like a witch, even though he's a pumpkin man. You're going to burn your ass on that thing, Jack-O-Lantern. <laughs> yep. That's all right. He's already burnt up and shit. He just wants yeah. revenge against Flash Thompson. At number five, I have the USS Enterprise, because mm. I like that Star Trek. Number five... I have Ghost Rider's motorcycle because it has flaming tires, you see. It does. That's he really rubber. burns rubber. Mm -hmm. At number four, I have the Klingon Bird of Prey. Sorry, USS Enterprise. This is just a cooler looking vehicle. And you know what? It's got a cloaking device, Predator style. I have the Super Van from the movie Super Van. 
is my number four. I don't know about you, Joe, but I'd rather be getting high in my super van. Watch that movie. It's fucking great, everybody. At number three, I have the Spaz Frag 666. And that's Lobo's space motorcycle bike type thing. You know, he cruises around, got some dolphins with him, a little bulldog in the sidecar. Know what that bulldog's name is? It's not Spaz Frag 666. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Dog. Dog, okay. Yep. D-A-W-G. I have, for my number three, is the boat that brings the combatants to Shang Tsung's island in Mortal Kombat. A.K.A. the Titanic. Yeah. Because it was very rickety. At number two, I have the Lawmaster. This is the bike that Judge Dredd rolls around town in when he's enforcing the law. You know, it's got a big torch on the front to light things up. Rest in empowerment, Alan Grant. Sorry I didn't care for Future Shock. It's a good documentary. <laughs> I sold it. it. Somebody it was like, Houston Horrific good. Festival yeah. of Films. They didn't think it was good enough to pay fifteen dollars for, but they thought it was good enough to pay ten dollars. They found it for ten. Why should they pay? Well, oh, the sticker said fifteen, but they asked if ten was okay. <laughs> People always hustling. Number two, mm-hmm. I have the mystery machine from the Scooby Doo New Adventures of. No, I was trying to think what that show was called where they fucking like met the Harlem Globetrotters and Batman and Phyllis Diller and shit. Yeah, I don't remember what that shit's called. Yeah. Yeah. But the mystery machine, of course. And at number one, I have the Nautilus. This is Captain Nemo's submarine. LXG. So, yeah, in any version, because submarines are pretty fucking cool. Mostly LXG, though. The movie. They go underwater. Well, he's got a Nautilus car in LXG. Remember that? Dude. Fuck. <laughs> I got to watch that piece of shit again. <laughs> Rest in empowerment, Sir Alec Guinness. Am mm-hmm. I number one? You know, some people think, most people think, the clown's name is Sweet Tooth Joe. It's not, you dumb it's, fucks. It's really the name of the ice cream truck. All right. Yes, yes. So. Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. I love Sweet Tooth, bro. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, Joe, next week. Join what us we next week when we're talking our favorite domiciles from fiction. That's a place to live, you know. People think this show is just all about jokes and stuff, but we educate you fucks. Domicile. <laughs> it's a place to live. It's a place to hang, hang your, your hat. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, head on over to dwnproductions.net and buy one of these hats. 
head on over to the Facebook page where you can see what size shirts we have left of the uh, limited edition. Never going to be printed again until Joe gets purple shirts, boy gob shirts. So go see what the fuck's over there. But uh, yeah, I don't really order anything besides hats or jizz rags from DWM Productions right now. Had a lot come in over the weekend. So thank you for that. Like Joe was saying, fucking it's cliche as shit. But without you fine gentle fellows and gentle ladies, we would not be able to do this. So thank you for sure. T-shirts. Go to fastcustomshirts.com. Uh, we're pretty busy right now, but I don't mind if we get busier. We'll get your shit out eventually. Uh, go peruse all the shirts we have. If we ran out of your size at the Houston Horror Flick Festival of Horrors, then uh, go to the website and order it from there, and we'll send it out to you, goddammit. And if purple isn't your color, you can always go to fastcustomshirts.com, search Boy Gob, and get a black Boy Gob shirt. There you go. And on that note, once again, thank you to the Horrific Festival of Houston Fright Films for having us out. Thank you for listening and or watching. And on that, Joe, let them know. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Is your phone ringing? No. We'll save that for next okay. time. <laughs> I am also a bit tired. Let me make a note. Make a note. Cosmos. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Like I said, I fucking I was sleeping and I specifically woke up to do this. And I'm sure Joe's tired as shit because yeah. he had to drive. That's a good bit, but we'll see. I thought it was anyway, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, shit. Will Mr. C be back next week or is it a new character? You'll just have to see him at the show to find out. All right, Joe, hit him with it. All right, boy, Gob. Oh.